Well, hello, this is Marnie Clark, your host of Listen Loudly, and here we are in February, a few days from Valentine's Day, and, um, you know, Valentine's Day can elicit a lot of different thoughts, a lot of different feelings um, from all of us. Some of us, if um, if you're like me, you may not think too much of Valentine's Day. Um, my husband and I are not big gift people. Um, we love to spend time together, and um, truly, he celebrates me every day in um, just so many beautiful ways, and um, hopefully, he feels the same coming from me, and um, so it's not a big deal um, for us, but that's not really our love language. And so um, for others, it's a really big deal. It's like, oh, what is my my significant other going to get me? Um, you know, what, um, what am I going to get them? Um, and then there are still others who are like, oh, this is like the most depressing day of the year. And here I'm going to be on social media seeing pictures of roses and um, events and engagements and things that are just a fresh reminder of how lonely I feel. Um, and I've certainly been in that boat at um, different points in my life. Um, so I really understand. But today, I thought we could celebrate together um, just how incredibly in love God is with us. Um, and it, it sounds kind of too good to be true, and it may be something that um, you've heard or um, has you've even said. You talk about yes, God loves us so much, and um, but like it's really it, you know it, it kind of almost feels uh, it's weird. It almost feels like okay, we should be thinking about how much we love God. Um, versus thinking about how much he loves us. But when you think about it, um, in the scripture, it says that we love him because he first loved us. And so as weird as it seems, it's really, um, I think it's very worshipful to, to sit and bask and try to imagine just how much God adores you. And, you know, if I'm being honest, this is really um, very new for me. Um, You know, I've always been told God loves me and that the greatest evidence of that love is the death of um, his son, Jesus on the cross for my sins. Um, Of course, the first song you learn when you're a child is Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Um, But I guess in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, but he loves everybody. Um, And that's true. But he loves you especially. He loves you particularly. And... um, we're all his favorite. I know that's kind of a weird concept, but when he deals with us personally, he deals with us as if we are his absolute favorite. And he looks at us that individually. 
Um, so there are some verses that absolutely blow my mind when I really let them sink in. And one is Zephaniah 317. You may be familiar with this verse, but it says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Now, I don't know about you, but if if you really think about that verse, can you imagine God singing over you? I mean, we all know we worship God. We we go to church, um, lift our hands maybe, maybe sing loudly. But God singing loudly over us, like rejoicing over us, that's wild. Um, that is just wild. And um, But when you think about it, He created us so specifically. And, um, you know, in Psalm 139, uh, verses 16 through 18, it says, Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. So, um, you know, he created us specifically um, and thinks about us all the time. He has written down every day of our life in his book in heaven. Um, and yet, we don't really usually live our days thinking in those terms. We kind of feel like we have to sort of navigate our way around, sort of um, by the Braille method, trying to figure out what to do next, um, trying to gain his approval, um, trying to work harder, um, so it's just, it's really weird to sort of sit and think about God made us exactly the way he wanted us to be, and he rejoices over us. He adores us. He think, He thinks about us all the time. How about this verse? Think about this one. This is Psalm 56, 8. You have kept count of my tossings. Another version says you have taken account of my wanderings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? So, you know, talk about a God who cares. You know, and I kind of like to picture God taking note of all the times that things in our life were really, really hurtful. Times when maybe we were treated really badly. Times when things um, didn't turn out quite the way that they should have, in our minds anyway. And he's taken note of those. And I just like to picture that he's up there thinking, I'm going to make it up to her. I'm going to make it up to her. 
Um, I didn't miss one of those tears. In fact, I think he cries with us. Um, I like to think about Jesus when he was standing outside Lazarus's tomb and the shortest verse and most precious verse says Jesus wept. So I like to think about, um, you know, when we go through those times and maybe, maybe for you, it's uh, Valentine's Day coming up and you're thinking about, you know, maybe you're feeling lonely. Um, you know, Jesus is right there. Like he's literally watching you and he's crying with you. Um, it's just amazing. I, I, I guess, and maybe, maybe all the rest of you have grasped this concept of God's love. Um, and maybe you've been living your life, um, from that perspective, you've been living your life from that confidence, from that uh, boldness, knowing that you have a God who loves you because you have accepted Jesus, his son, and he loves his son. So he loves you and accepts you and approves of you. Um, Maybe you've lived your entire life like that. And I just, I'm, I'm a little envious because this is new for me. This is new for me. This actually understanding it, you know, and that's not to say I haven't said it or haven't, um, written blogs about it, but I'm going to be honest. This is very recent for me that I've actually really started to grasp that God adores me. That he absolutely is crazy about me. <laughs> and it's um, just to set the record straight, he's crazy about you the same way for different reasons because he made you. Um, you know, and oh gosh, there's so many beautiful verses. Uh, the Bible is a love letter. Um, Isaiah 43. Uh, first part of verse four says, because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you. Those are God's words to you. You're precious to him. You're honored and he loves you. That's just wild. And I think about, you know, you think about, um, as a, maybe a young girl, maybe a girl in high school, college, early 20s, late 20s, 30s, wherever you are right now, um, maybe you're still looking for that love. Maybe um, you're, you're looking for the man of your dreams and you think about what, what would you ideally want in that person? Well, you know, probably a lot of different things, but um, I would think you would want them to really love you. I think you would want them to be intelligent, um, want to be with you all the time, um, want to, um, do things for you. Um, maybe hang on your every word. I mean, these are big requests here because, you know, I mean, I, I happen to think that I got the 
last amazing man on earth. I'm just kidding. I, I do have an amazing husband. He really does those things. He really shows me that he's crazy about me. Um, but, you know, everyone, human beings have their limitations, but God is all of those things. And on top of everything, he owns everything. And so he has access to bless you with everything. Um, Isaiah 30, 18. I love this because sometimes you think, well, then why isn't he? <laughs> if he has all these things and he loves me and he adores me, then why am I not swimming in success and riches and, you know, um, because he's so wise and because he loves you. He doesn't, he's, I love this Isaiah 30, 18. It says, therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you. And therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. So I kind of get this picture that like, there may be a lot of really good things that he wants to give us. And I was sort of teasing about the riches because that, you know, that's not necessarily um, the way that we might experience God in this life, um, although he might bless us in that way. Um, but I just picture God at their waiting for an opportunity to bless us. You know, if you, if you have children, um, you may know that God, that, um, you may know that you want to bless your children. And there are times when you're like, I just can't give them X, Y, Z because it would not be good for them. They're not ready for that. They're not ready for that. You know, they're 16 and maybe you have the ability to give them a brand new, uh, sports car, but you're not going to do it. Not, not when you know that, um, it wouldn't be good for them. Like it might be dangerous. It might, um, not produce the character that you want for them to have. And, you know, if you've given your child a brand new sports car at 16, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that in general, in general, it's not usually a good thing. And God's the same way with us. I think he, you know, he has all the stuff. He has all the blessings. He has all the promotions. He has all the, but he knows what's best for us. And so, what that requires on our part is really trust. So it goes back to what we've just been talking about. I mean, we've just been talking about how much he adores us. And if we can really, really, really believe that, then we can really, really trust him. Um, Psalm 37. In these verses, God is like, I feel like he is just, Get, he's just bringing these to mind to me like over and over and over. Um, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. So truly like our job is, you know, as we wait, as we sometimes wonder, like, why things are the way they are, 
Um, our job is really to trust. And the way we can trust him is by basking in his love for us, is by meditating on his love for us so that we can love him. Because if we think he doesn't really love us or if he's holding out on us, I think it'd be pretty humanly impossible to actually love him the way we should. Um, so you may be thinking, okay, well, it's not just that God is holding out on me. Like with things I'm in intense suffering right now. Like you may be suffering and you're going, I don't get like, I I hear what you're saying that he adores me, that he has every capacity to bless me and that he made me and loves me exactly the way I am. Um, but I'm going through some really bad stuff right now. Um, and I get it. Like I've been there. I've, you know, trust me, I've been there. And during one particularly painful season of my life where I was, um, just dealing with some stuff, I feel like God gave me this picture and was like, Hey, Marnie, do you remember when, your daughter was a baby and you had to take her to the doctor and they were going to give her her shots. And you remember how much you hated it because the main reason you hated it because you knew that she would not understand why you're holding her down for someone to hurt her. Um, that's how painful it is for me to watch you suffer. And it's especially painful because you don't understand why I'm doing this to you or why, well, actually God doesn't inflict, willingly inflict suffering on us. He allows it sometimes. So, you know, you don't understand why I'm allowing this. And that really is, I I feel like that really hurts God's heart when he, when he sees that we don't understand. Um, And the truth is like, that takes so much faith and so much, um, so much trust that he loves us when we're going through really bad stuff. Um, because not to, I mean, I know I'm stating the obvious here when I say that like, we're, we're not going to understand everything because we're not God. Um, and, I really wouldn't want to worship a God that I really completely had figured out because then I would be as smart as he is. And so um, it's when we just go back and we meditate on his love for us. We think about him singing to us during our suffering. We think about the suffering that he himself took on our behalf. And we think about um, how precious we are to him. So with all of that, I just want to wish all of you a very happy Valentine's Day. And I want to let you know that your your Valentine um, loves you more than you could possibly imagine. And that he um, thinks about you all the time. And um, he has such good things for you. And so if you're going through a really tough, tough spot, 
um, go through and meditate on some of those love verses in the Bible. Maybe read Song of Solomon. Um, just, you know, Psalm 139. There's so many that we can read and just meditate on God's love for us um, during those painful times. So, um, let me pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that you do love us and that um, even when we can't see it, even when we're in a time where um, it feels like we're walking in the dark, we just praise you and thank you that you're holding our hand even when we can't feel it. Um, We thank you that you love us more than anybody on this earth has ever loved us um, and that you have good things prepared for us. Um, And we just rest in that and we thank you that um, you never leave us and you are our perfect Valentine. In Jesus' name, amen.